Hi everyone, it's Ramdas here and now, this podcast. I'm Raghu, and I'm going to join Ramdas today, and we're going to we're going to take some questions, basically from this course that we did. I was just telling Ramdas the enormous response that we have gotten. Uh, from people who have taken this course was called the Solstice uh, Meditation Renewal, and it started around the Solstice and just ending. And um, so we're, we're going to talk a little bit uh, about some of the questions Ramdas is going to respond to. Uh, but before I do that, I just want to, uh, we want to send some appreciation, Ramdas, to 1440 U- Multiversity, is that... Uh, who's been helping and being a partner to us uh, for the Be Here Now Network. Yeah. And there's a couple of people that I think you'll appreciate who are, who are going to be doing uh, retreat weekends there in the future, uh, this fall, 2018. Uh, and one of them is the man that you turned me on to, Dr. Eben Alexander. Remember, you took Proof of Heaven. You turned me on to that book. Yeah. I did a podcast. yeah. Oh man, that was tremendous! So he's going to be doing something there with his partner, and uh, guess who's doing a wonderful thing there that uh, you would not more highly recommend than—is uh, that the phrase? You would really recommend Frank Ostaseski. Frank's doing a, a thing over at fourteen forty this fall, so that's just a wonderful. couple of the yeah, couple of the people wonderful. that. Uh, that they host in this beautiful place near Santa Cruz. So I just wanted to mention them. And um, so one of the most basic questions is not really a a question about the course. It's more a question of people want to know, how are you? How are you? Because we don't get a chance to see you very often, except maybe on this, when we do one of these a podcast together, our Sunday uh, podcast, and people just want to know how you, I mean, you look fabulous, and people want to know how you're feeling and how you're getting along. Well, um, my body is, uh, is um, 87, and, uh, it's pains and aches and all the whole thing going with. And uh, I don't, uh, I don't identify with my body. <clears throat> and uh, I'm inside and um, I'm infinite and I'm a soul. I'm a soul, and I watch the whole drama of my my body and my my personality and all that stuff. I'm my ego, mm. and so I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. <laughs> Great. You know, I I have a question, actually. And that is, you know how when we've done these retreats in Maui with Krishnadas, he inevitably inevitably brings up 
how we all are dealing on a day-to-day basis with what he calls the movie of me. We wake up in the morning and that big fat me, that I, that we relate to is thinking that's who we are. Now, and you know, as you just said, you are a soul that is watching your incarnation from that perspective, body, all of the aches and pains and and, and then you mentioned personality, which I haven't actually heard you mention before. Take me through, because, I mean, this, ha- you know, I've been with you for decades and decades. And uh, we, yeah, I met Maharaji through you, went to India with you the second time you went back. All this time, yet I wake up in the morning and there's that instant I, me. I, oh, God, I must have slept wrong in the bed or something, but my back is like killing me. Oh, Jesus, what am I going to do about that? Uh, Got to go to the bathroom. Maybe I want a cup of chai. Actually, that ought to make me feel better. <laughs> okay? This is still going on. Okay? At some <laughs> point, <laughs> I will catch it and go, okay self-involved are you so run me through you get up talk about getting up with aches and pains and <laughs> you wake up then what how do you catch that okay that instant thing which is our humanness uh, <clears throat> i have them and I witness them. The, the witness comes in automatically. Automatically. That's automatically. Big, big. Uh, well, let me think about it for a moment. Hmm. Yeah, that's it. That's the witness, which is part of the part of the uh, soul. I come. I I identify with that rather than all of the drama. Mm. of of self-reference right so go back immediately just go back in which in your consciousness go back to the witness go back to the witness go back to the witness Yeah. And uh, when you find there may be a longer gap between being lost as you come into consciousness from dream world, from sleep state, and it may be a little bit not so automatic with most people. 
I just thinking to myself, uh, one good thing is not to have recriminations. I am a loser because I've just been lost. It's taken me all the way to the getting that chai ready before no, I realized. That's, that's all. That's all the drama. That's the, the drama. That, that it builds a, a builds upon itself. Yeah. Yeah. But and, certain, and then you, yeah, and no. then you go the uh, the the witness. Hmm. But I think one thing that our friend Sharon Salzberg has said that's probably very effective for everybody, which is just it's okay. Just remember, you can return to, in this case, the witness. Yeah. You don't have to judge yeah. yourself. You don't have to pile no. on. Right. So yeah. Very good, very good. Okay, um, got a question from someone named Jerry. Jerry Hall, what's, uh, she just said, what a wonderful opportunity to ask a question. Thank you so much. I'd like to ask Ramdas, what is the source of his faith? I know he's experienced the unfathomable through his relationship with his guru, and I love hearing those stories. I have no comparable experiences and often fall short as a human being. What is it, Ramdas, that sustains your belief in the divine? Maharaji. But but getting to Maharaji uh, is In my consciousness, there's a little room, what is called? Your imagination? Imagination. Imagination. And I meet him right on the, right in that room. And then up here is the, is is he real or is he in my imagination? But I then most ask, get that away from me. My, uh, my mind. Mm. And I'm just going to live in that imagination room. And, no, and I don't have to know whether it's imagination or whether he's real. That's faith. <laughs> now, okay, let's talk about when we say Maharaji, of course, it immediately calls to mind our direct experience with that un unconditional love. Yeah. And then, but I think that, uh, I mean, of course, what does that really represent? What does that being truly represent beyond the body that we knew, beyond the interactions that we had? What are we talking about that doesn't require a, um, a, a, a direct 
experience with an individual name. No, yeah. 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 Um, he's really a soul. And you're a soul. And there's, and there's soul interaction. I think you <clears throat> feel his presence, a, a, a presence. And he has knowledge of all, all, all. He's of knowledge of all things. And I used to uh, consider myself as captain of the ship. But now I'm, I think of him as captain of the ship of my ship. And when I pro problems, and when I when I have times that bad times, I turn to him. I turn to him, and I find myself first of all talking to him. And then relaxing from that he will he will all he he's gonna he's gonna problem he's gonna he's going to fix the problem or fix my mind about the problem. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Fix the mind about the problem. It's more like a yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to uh, let me give a little bit. I, I, I'm, I want to just uh, comment a little bit about again or back to what Maharaji is, which is uh, through a couple of experiences. Uh, I think many people know this. Maybe some people don't. But when I went back to India with Ramdas, uh, after I had been there only a few days, Ramdas actually wasn't there the first few days that uh that I was there and uh so one of those days I asked Maharaji how to meditate and he said meditate like Christ when he was nailed to the cross he felt love no pain he was lost in love with every every being and this was far all I wanted was a mantra ram ram I didn't I couldn't handle that Okay, I had no idea about Christ, never mind anything else. I went to India, you know, I wanted to be with Hindu people, <laughs> not Christ. So that was a phenomenon on its own. Next day, Ramdas, you came, and I said, listen, you have a more convivial relationship with Maharaji. You can ask him stuff, you know. I just got here. Can you ask him how Christ meditated? 
So it was me and Ramdas and uh, Rameshwar Das, Krishna Das, people you all know, I've heard of, uh, sitting around him, maybe one or two others. And he, when that question was asked by Ramdas, he went in basically. And we had Christ Darshan. I mean, for real. And he said again, over and over, you don't understand Christ. He was lost in love with every sentient being. He never died. He never died. It was such an emotional, and he was crying. And in the, in the tears were coming from his eyes. And in that moment, we had complete darshan of Christ, or I would say to you, divine presence. So there was no Neem Karoli Baba. There was no nothing. There was that thing which we call Maharaji, but is in, in essence divine presence. And uh, fast forward for me, maybe uh, 10 years later, I was in Los Angeles and I went to see uh, Karmapa, the 16th Karmapa. Uh, just, it was just a couple of years before he passed. And he was doing a black hat ceremony, and we all would get in a, a line, and you know we would do the thing that the Tibetans do with the put the silk scarf, kata around. He would put it around the neck, and and you'd have that instant, uh, you know, not more than a few seconds, ten, fifteen seconds of darshan. Well, when I got about you know six feet or eight feet away, you know, I was at least up on the stage or whatever that he was sitting on. Suddenly. I thought, oh my God, Maharaji. I had the same complete, spacious, non-dual, unconditional, the whole thing in that moment with His Holiness, the 16th Karmapa. And I have always remembered that. And it reminds me of when somebody asked this kind of question, it is that divine presence by which it is called different names. Neem Karoli Baba, 16th Karmapa, Ananda Maima with somebody else. Also, I had that experience with, and I know you did too, Ramdas. So I feel like divine presence. And you know who else? Ibn Alexander, who we mentioned before, uh, when he, this book, Proof, uh, Proof of Heaven, is about him actually going uh, into, uh, he got very sick, and he went, he died, basically, and he was in a coma for a week, I believe, and he described coming out of it, he describes that same thing, which is, I went into a place of uh, non-duality and ine ineffable light and uh, unconditional love that was, I, I did, I could not come back from that. It was so uh, powerful. And, and he would call it divine presence. So I personally like that word, divine presence. And, you know, for, uh, for you who have asked this question, Jerry, uh, and Ramdas and I are talking about what we know as that, which is Neem Karoli Baba, Maharaji, uh, Call it divine presence. However you might have experienced that in any which, any which way. And the relating that Ramdas is talking about going through imagination is, is the 
talking with him back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, you you'll 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 go along with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, great. All right, next question. <laughs> uh, this is a question, and I'm going to sort of paraphrase it. Somebody who uh, he's been meditating for about four years. His name is Brett. And he's had trouble working with uh, bad habits, drinking uh, being the uh, the most essential one that he's been really uh, trying to transcend. Um, he's really trying to give it up, but seems to come back to it. And since being on the path, I try and let my life unfold without my judgment. When I meditate, I have complete peace followed by unfortunately the urge to drink again how do you know when your karma with such a thing is finishing and why is it that meditation seems to actually bring out these uh, resurface the bad habit wow That's a big one, eh? How to how to know when your karma is done with something. And the fact that meditation can reveal those dark places more. The uh, <clears throat> the meditation goes inward to, to in inward to your being. And there are things that are unconscious when you go to that 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 depth of in your consciousness and you'll have to deal with them because they have they have their 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 karma their result of past life or past this past life <clears throat> and treat your treat your karma as the movie of you the karma maybe only this plane and you have to go up to the soul plane to get to witness it and feel free of it. But I think that would be a, a, a thing to do. 
you're, you're witnessing your drinking from your, your witness in your soul. And then it's just karma. It's just karma. And I think there'll be one moment you'll say, it's just, it's just thought. It's just a thought. It's just a thought. Going back to, to drinking. That's the thought. And one of those thoughts, you love them. Yeah. <laughs> And from that soul witness place, spiritual heart, you, there is no judgment. No. Right? There is no the judgment. judgment. Yeah. Yeah. And don't stop meditating because it brings up deep subconscious stuff, right? I mean, we, yeah. we have to bear a lot of stuff in this life as humans. Because, because if you witness, you because if you meditate, you will automatically come to the witness. Mm. Right. Right. Yeah. And uh, and so in my own experience, yes, karma does run its course at a certain point. And it's a matter of some patience and just sticking to it. Commitment is, uh, is an important thing as well. Um, okay. Here's a couple of questions from different people, and I'm going to kind of join them together. It's from Carolyn and Craig. Um, it's... Well, they're kind of different, but it's about you get on the path and you start doing practices, right? And um, you, you have all of the relationships you have with family members, with friends, with co-workers, and so on. And in, as you get a little bit more conscious on the path, some of the relationships which are very problematic, especially with family members who, in this case, have hurt this person, she's asking, do you release them with love and move towards others who you can have healthy relationships with? And is it okay to release and bless your loved one from a kar karmic point of view, especially if they're family? How do you deal with that? Forgiveness. Mm. 
forgiveness and 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 love love them love them love them and move your attention to to your friends It's not, it's not, um, it's not good to teach them what you have found. Hmm. You don't teach them, but you will be with them. Being, your being with them. Your being, love, compassion, wisdom, peace, and joy. That is all in you. And when you sit down and identify with your being, not your doing, your being, you will find all those things in you and you will radiate those things, radiate joy radiate, radiate love. And then those 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 who have been hard to relate to You will mirror their souls and they will be souls. Even though they've not, then they're egos. But in their souls, but don't teach them. radiate mm. okay yeah yeah so it's i think it's kind of like if you're sitting bedside with somebody who's very ill dying and they're not necessarily haven't been on the same wavelength that you have and you've gone on the path and you have some some realization but the soul, you can speak to the soul. I have had personally that experience. 
and you just know that that person is receiving that love, if you are truly radiating and not trying to do anything. And I think it's true for, for and this other person, by the way, uh, Craig, you know, talked in a similar way. He struggled, you know, he has a, his friends who have all struggled with anxiety, as, as people do, uh, and some depression. But since discovering spirituality, he says, I've had a huge shift in perspective. And that's another way for saying he has gotten more identified with soul, with spiritual heart. Uh, but the friends didn't find that necessarily and couldn't find their way. And he, the concern is being pulled back into old patterns and habits by being with them. And I think w- you, what you just said applies as well. Sitting in that place of identi- that new identification and new perspective and just being there and not thinking you've got to do anything but just being in that place will affect them, even though, as you said, intellectually, they don't necessarily understand the idea of an identification with something other than ego mind. Huh? Yeah. And, you know, you... Yeah. yeah. Uh, you're, you're pretty good at these. The, the <laughs> well, I've been <laughs> studying at the f- foot, feet of the master... For how long now? How do we know? Fifty years. It's. I didn't want to mention it. It's like too crazy. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Okay. By the way, uh, you know, and this isn't intellectual stuff. Right? I mean, Ramdas. When you talk about a family member, uh, for uh, that she talked about having obviously has a family member member that's very difficult. Ramdas had a brother that was extraordinarily difficult for many, many, many years, right? And uh, there's that famous story of, of you. I mean, this is really good. If anybody out there could do what Ramdas did, but he, uh, it, I don't know. It, will it be bad to tell the story that Leonard, who was um, uh, in the, um, shall we say, committed for a while, and you went to see him, and he said, Richard, I am Christ now. I just want you to know that. Okay? Some Anybody else would have gone, are you out of your mind? <laughs> or let me out of here. <laughs> what did you say, Ramdas? Leonard, I am Christ too. <laughs> and, he, and he said... You don't understand. Yeah. And I said, that's why you're in the hospital. <laughs> because you, you, not, you, not, you, you don't allow the rest of us to be Christ. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's, a, that's the thing right there and then, right? We're not allowing each other to be Christ is ultimately on. This is a grosser level, but in the subtle level. Uh, um, Okay. We got time. Let me look. Yeah, we got time for a couple more questions here. Um, So here's one. 
First of all, thank you, Baba Ramdas, for everything you have offered to all of us. We love you. This is Rosanna. My question has to do with action versus letting things go. How do you know when you should let something go and say, ah, so, which is one of your great stories, the ah, so story, right? And when it's your duty to take action, like Arjun in the Bhagavad Gita, how do we know when it's our duty, when it is our duty to make the, the lives of others better? So how do we know versus also letting it be? So action versus letting things go on. I think that you, <coughs> you, your intuition, mm. intuition, which is, your intuition is, is God within you. The intuition will tell you. And if you it's not right, it's not right. There's a time to act. And And there is a not a time to act. But your intuition will be. Or you can imagination. You can you can consult Maharaji. And he will tell you. He, he will give some response to you that, to, to act or not act. Yeah. Mm. And I think, isn't it true, getting to that intuitive place in, in our center of our being is tantamount to the dialogue through imagination that one would have with Maharaji, Divine Presence. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, question from Shelley. We've got a couple more to go. Uh, Shelley says, there are those of us on the active path spiritual path in this life and those of us whose karma doesn't allow that yet when we are interacting with these people and a dialogue gets going say for example about the precarious state of the social political system how much do we share 
how can we, in other words, how can we have a dialogue? And you know, this is this is with the polarization that's gone going on in this country right now because of the political realities that are here. This is a good question because we do. I think it is a good thing for us to be uh, interacting with people who don't necessarily uh, are not necessarily on the path. Uh, they may not have the awareness, mindful mindfulness factors going uh, as uh, because of karma. So how do we w- interact with these people? With people, and uh, how 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 do we share? We share by being, being our soul. Hmm. And that, that's what you share something, share. In the movie, in the movie, you share your thoughts about politics. Like is saying, sitting from your witness she's she's having a a political thought aha <laughs> but you get it get, get away from it to the witness And you can long uh, 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 interact with people about politics say your truth. and you radiate your love. Yeah. And important to recognize that from that place, you are not judging, and that's probably the most difficult. That's right. With this kind of polarization. Very, very difficult, which means Practice, practice, practice. Practice. Yeah. <laughs> practice, yeah. practice, practice, practice. Uh, last thing is, is actually from uh, Lindsay, a mother of a 13-year-old daughter. So she's like, mom has taken up the meditation course and chanting, and she has all these questions for me. So how... And when does a parent who is early on this path help their child to find their way spiritual, spiritually? She's very curious, 
and also feels a little left out because many of her friends are religious, Christian, Hindu, whatever, and at her age, she'd like a North Star, so to speak. Any tips or resources specifically for teens who see their parents, obviously, uh, on the path and taking up different practices and are curious, and I suppose, you know, you're not proselytizing because obviously this 13-year-old child is interested, and there are many of them. Um, good question. It is a good question. Kind of important for us moving forward in this world that we're in right now. Yeah, I think it, I'm just thinking about it myself. It's hard, right? You don't want to be pushing because you usually get the opposite negative result. And on the other hand, you do want to give whatever it is that you're getting, especially with that curiosity. But See your child as a soul and see yourself as a soul. The, the roles of child and, and mother you set aside and talk to this talk to this being as a soul and forget the age mm. age doesn't and so they forget the age and forget the role. Mm. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Forget the age, forget the role. Perfect. Well, I thought one of, I think I mentioned this uh, before we got on here, that one of the most... Um, the, some of the largest feedback we got from the Solstice course was around the different mantras that were offered each week. And uh, I thought that that was uh, particularly uh, positive because I think in many of these questions that uh, you've been asked and people doing meditation, there's something about chanting and repetition of the name which is so much part of our heritage from Maharaji. And uh, I think it's really efficacious in terms of turning your mind within into the spiritual heart-soul plane in a very quick manner. I think it's, uh, you know, in all ways, it is something great to turn to when you and you do not have to be going into a, oh I better go into my room and lock the door and and meditate. You can do it in your car. You can do it at work to yourself. You you can do it anywhere. And uh, so I thought Ramdas, we used to do this thing in India. We'd all get together. We were living at the time. Maharaji sent us up to do meditation up in a place called Kosani in the foot uh, high in the foothills of the Himalayas. 
uh, that one summer that we were there, and we used to do this practice on a regular basis of repetition of the mantra, uh, not using melody. So I thought, should we do a couple of minutes together? And yeah, everybody out yeah. there who's listening to this at any time, uh, please do join us. Okay, it's a Sri Ram, J Ram, J J Ram. Sri Ram, J Ram, J J Ram, Sri Ram, J Sweet, 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 sweet
By doing that mantra, you had taken, you swept in, into the the one, the one that one the ocean of love the one consciousness the one the one the one that is behind all, all of the thing. All of us. All of us. Ram, 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 Ram. Thank you, Ramdas. I thank you on behalf of everyone who's been part of the Solstice Meditation Renewal, Mindfulness and Meditation Renewal course. And every one of you out there who's listening, you'll have a chance if you did not, were not able to, or did not for some reason take the course, which is the part of the free courses that are offered through Love Server Member Foundation, ramdas.org.
uh, you will be able to because we will obviously do this again because it's, uh, as we were saying before, practice, practice, practice does help to move you into the perspective of soul, which is entirely helpful on a day-to-day basis for all of this and certainly in reference to all of these questions. So, again, thank you. Thanks to uh, Lakshman Chandler, who <laughs> helped us out here. There he is, <laughs> uh, who's done so much for us, for, for Ramdas yeah, out there in Maui. And uh, we will uh, see you next time on uh, Ramdas Here and Now. And we can just say a namaste to everyone and certainly namaste ramdas namaste namaste this podcast is brought to you by the love serve remember foundation and ramdas.org we appreciate you listening and we appreciate all the support that you've given us please continue that support and donate at ramdas.org we can then continue to share what Ramdas has been sharing for all of these years. Thank you.